saddle up. He's going to spot up for three, lets it fly. Yes! It's time for the Brian Gregory Show on USF Bulls Unlimited. The Bulls are looking good. Men's basketball play-by-play man Jim Lighthall sits down with the head coach of the Bulls for all the inside info you need. I mean, does it get any better than that? Now with BG, here's Jim. Welcome into another edition of the Brian Gregory Show. Jim Lighthall and the head coach himself as the Bulls get ready to take on the number one team in the country, the Houston Cougars. That'll be a Wednesday night start from the Fertitta Center. Uh, coach, I guess if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, and that's what's in front of you guys. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've coached a long time, and this is only the second time ever coaching, either as a head coach or as an assistant, against the number one team in the country. Obviously, Houston is extremely talented and plays as hard as anybody in the country, but they're playing at a high level in other areas right now as well. Uh, Greater depth. It is by far Coach Sampson's best defensive team that he's had. The numbers are just astronomical. You know, so the the one thing is, watching film from our two games last year, at home we played them very well. And on the road, other than about a six-minute stretch, we played them pretty good. Um, other than the one game during the COVID year where we <laughs> almost dressed you and Joey. Uh, and we weren't going to help. No, no, you would not have helped. Um, you know, the games have been battles. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, they're the, the, the best team in this league, the most successful team in this league, the, the championship team in this league. Um, but we got to go out, and we got to take an opportunity when it presents itself. And so it, it 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 it's unique, but it's something that guys will remember their whole life. So you might as well make it a really good memory. That's one of the games that we'll talk about coming up on your schedule. We'll also recap the three games that you've played since the last time we did one of these shows. Uh, those three games were all close, Coach. Uh, you don't have a win to show for them, uh, but you've had a chance to play games in the league. You've had a a chance to see plenty of film on teams in the league. Uh, Tell me what you think about the league now as we're in it. Yeah, you know, I I think, uh, obviously, I think Houston's the best team. And then after that, I think there's a lot of teams very, very similar. Um, I think we're going to play, you know, in our first four games, we were playing three out of the top four teams' projected finishes in in our league at Memphis and Temple and now Houston. Um... And then the fourth team is a team that over the last 20 years has had as much success as anybody in our league. Now, they've only been in our league for six years, but in Wichita State, a, a program with great pride and tradition. But you can go down the list, and it's it's all teams very similar. So we're going to have a lot of close games, and we got to learn from the things that we did not do well in game one, two, and three – you know, to have a 10-point lead in Memphis, a 5-point lead uh, at home against Temple, and then a 14-point uh, lead early in the second half the other day against Wichita State, we need to win those games. You know, we need to win those games. And it's some greater uh, discipline and execution on defense, and it's uh, greater maturity on offense in terms of understanding uh, what we need to get done and not getting away from what we've been very, very successful at uh, and why we're a much, much better team. But now you need to finish games. You need to finish plays at the rim. You need to finish games to be successful. And I have all the confidence in the world that, again, 
everything's new. So that, that this is a different level, new teams with new players, just like us. And so for us to take another step forward is to finish those situations that we put ourselves in. It's disappointing when you have played pretty good basketball, you know what I mean? And you don't have anything to show for it. So our mental toughness, our physical toughness, our connection amongst the players and coaches, we got to make sure that we understand that we just got to break open the floodgates and then a lot of good things are going to happen. When you look at your roster and everyone's roster, kids have been going for three and four months now since training camp opened, and rosters are starting to get banged up a little bit. You look up and down the conference and players are missing. Your team has been no exception. You've had your share of injuries and illnesses. Uh, I want to touch on three guys that have been out lately. We did see Jake Boggs back, and he did play against Wichita State the other night. I saw DJ Patrick in the layup line. Uh, he was in a uniform, which is good news. And then Trey Moss is still out. So can you give us an update on all three of those guys? Yeah, so uh, Jake is full goal now. Um, the ankle much, much improved. Um, did a couple really good things the other day. So, you know, again, being able to play a, a, a bigger, versatile four-man is something that is important to us. So good to see that. DJ is finally starting to practice. Uh, he's had uh, about four or five days of practice after returning from Christmas break, still with the ankle injury. And then Trey Moss is decided going to redshirt this year. So in terms of our depth on the perimeter, it tightens up the rotation a little bit. But that's an update on those three. In our last game, Selton Miguel, very sick with the flu, didn't feel any better, felt a little worse the next day was better heading into today's practice and should be ready to go for the game against Houston. With Trey Moss being out, that's kind of opened the, the minutes for some other guys, and Sorrell Smith has taken advantage of some of those minutes. Yeah, he has, and, and we've had to adjust some of the position with Ryan and Selton playing a little bit more at the point, in particular Ryan in, in the last game for sure. And uh, Ryan has, has benefited from it with that, with that extra time at that position with the, probably the best assist-to-turnover ratio we have on the team, uh, which is tremendous for a freshman. Um, and then Sorrell Smith has definitely taken advantage. His, the thing we need from him uh, is the scoring punch when he's got it, but the consistency on defense that we saw during that four-game stretch where he started to really add value to the team. Um, and we need to get that when, he, when he's out there where he's – you know, defensively not only solid, but making plays for us on the defensive end. I know you've got two road games coming up. You've got Houston and then East Carolina. You'll come back home to take on Cincinnati. That's January the 18th. This is going to be the debut of the SoFlo Rodeo that we've heard so much about. The student section is going to get going. Uh, they're going to be back in school. I know you're anxious to see this. I know you're anxious to get the students behind these kids. Yeah, and, and, and early in the season, they did a great job. You know what I mean? And, and it's going to get amped up a little bit more uh, for the eight home conference games that we, that we have remaining on the, on the schedule. Um, and I think they've done a lot of good things, so it's going to bring a great atmosphere and environment to the arena. Looking down the line a little bit farther, the alumni weekend is centered around the War on I-4 game against UCF on January 21st. I know that weekend is very important to you because you've always talked about tying history to the present. Yeah, and, and, and I think we've taken a, even a greater step. I think one of the reasons is with Ryan Cardock uh, kind of 
leading the troops in that in terms of really doing a great job of connecting with our former players. Joey Johnson has done a tremendous job as that as well. It's always been important to me. We just haven't had the game plan to get them more engaged. Now with the alumni newsletter that we're sending out, now with the highlights that we're doing with all the different former players and different things like that, there is more engagement. And I think that weekend, alumni weekend, is going to be great, not only for our former great players, but also um, – for our current players and, and, and our program right now because it's, it, it's, it's a weekend to celebrate all the great things they've done for our program and for our guys to understand that they're part of a bigger family. Yeah, you're talking about over 50-plus years of history in USF basketball, and it's managers, staff, everybody is invited that weekend. So if you are out there listening and you hear this, uh, you can contact Ryan. His uh, cell number is 954 775 4707. He'd love to get uh, get to know you or talk to you. If he hasn't talked to you already, he's still acquiring those numbers. Brian Gregory Show, Jim Lighthall and the head coach. As we dive into American Conference play, the Bulls have already put three games in the books. And coach, boy, a tough place to play when you start in the league going to the FedEx Forum to face the Memphis Tigers. You got Penny, you got all these young kids. Well, they're not young anymore. I guess Memphis yeah. has an old roster. but And also the return of Tyler Harris, I thought, which was a great side story. Yeah, I, you know, uh, great environment there. The place was was hopping, and you know I thought we played extremely well. I thought the intensity level that we played with, the energy level. I think it's again, it's it, it it's showing the, the the improvement and the things that we're emphasizing and so forth. How hard we played in this game, the physicality that we played with, both offensively and 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 defensively, and it was, you know, I. Received a lot of text messages and calls after that game. What a great game it was to watch as a fan. I didn't like the outcome very much as the coach, um, but I could see why because it was two teams that were you know going after each other and and it was it was a heck of a game. You know, I thought we like I said did a lot of good things. They're high powered offense. They got a lot of different areas that they can hurt you in. You know, and I wasn't as pleased with our defense, but. To be honest with you, they, they're good. They're really good. And what, end up, what ends up happening is for a five-minute stretch, six, seven-minute stretch, they played ten points better than we did. And that's how they were able to come back. It wasn't one thing. It wasn't their press and their trapping that forced the turnovers because we had three or four turnovers, just one-on-one -on -one handling the ball. The one area that showed itself in this game, Jim, that has – hurt us in game two and three, we're not finishing plays at the rim well enough. We are leaving too many points on the rim. And we have to be more physical, where if we get a bump, we got to take the bump and still finish it. And then the other thing is we got to have some guys flying around where if it is a miss, we're getting a putback. And it's, it's something that we're working on. It's something that we're emphasizing. And I think it's some area that we're going to improve in. Well, that game was played on Thursday, December 29th at the FedEx Forum. 93-86 to was the final. Here's the way we called it in Memphis. 10-10 to go in the first half. Bulls down by 8, 25-17. Selton Miguel shakes free, kicks it right side. Sorrell Smith spots up for three. Got it! 
and Selton Miguel with a crossover ankle breaker that set up Smith on the right wing. Bingo. And Sorrell Smith was ready for that shot, and he swished it. Here's Lawson with a bit of a travel, got away with it. Offensive rebound for Memphis, or was it? No, here's Keyshawn Bryant. He's coming down alone, and he dunks it with one hand. He threw it down hard with the left, and the Bulls are right back in this thing down three. Quickly, the Bulls the other way. Sorrell Smith stop and pop. Long distance three. Got it to go, Sorrell Smith. How about that? He wasn't going to wait for his teammates to catch up. He's got 10 in the game, and Sorrell Smith is in double figures for the first time this season. Conwell in the corner to Sorrell Smith. Loads up another three and knocked that down. Sorrell Smith, the St. Pete assassin, has 13. <laughs> Conwell out near midcourt. Lefty going left. He's going to go to the basket. Now fires into the corner to Sorrell Smith. Relocates. Steps back for three. Got another one! Sorrell Smith, a step back Lillard-esque three. He's got 16. Tied game. Pharrell Smith is 5 of 5, and four of those are three-pointers. Here's Kennedy with a floater. Didn't go. Tipped by Memphis. Didn't go. Tipped again by Memphis. Didn't go. Kennedy tries to save it back in, but it's into the hands of Selton Miguel. Here come the Bulls. Three on two. Left side pass. Sorrell Smith for three. Oh, it was halfway down, and it popped out. But the Bulls get an offensive rebound. Harris, long distance three. Bingo! Oh, my. That was from way downtown. Partner, that was from Graceland. That made Tyler Harris's night. That was an NBA plus three-pointer, 35 feet. Memphis timeout. 67-57, 11-34 to go. It's a six-point game. They're slowly whittling it away. Tyler Harris in the backcourt lost it on the dribble. Easy layup for Kendrick Davis the other way. Tyler was trying to beat two people on the dribble by himself. And now a near steal, and Tyler's in the backcourt. Trapped back there. He's looking for help. Gets it to Hines. Sam crosses midcourt. Dribble penetrates to the free throw line. Right side pass to Jameer Chaplin. Puts it on the deck. Williams cuts him off. Now to Harris. This place is going bonkers. Tyler into the paint. Goes up and under. Roll it in. And flexes as well. He just willed the ball into the basket. It just trickled over the rim and went in from the right side. Bulls back up by six. Back out to Selt Miguel, and it is full scramble mode right now on offense to avoid this Memphis pressure. Into the corner goes to Sam Hines. 11 on the shot clock. Pull-up jumper. Good! Sam Hines, the calming influence we all need in our lives. <laughs> Especially you, Jim. That was a heck of a shot by Sam Hines. And a big one. Davis Puts, pulls up by six. Double team. Threw it away as he tried to throw back out on the perimeter to Lomax. And with 4.51 to go and a six-point lead, Memphis gives it away. To Chap. Beats the double team. Chap puts it on the floor. Goes to the basket. Left-handed layup. Roll off again. My goodness, 2.28 to go, two-point game. Lomax, and here comes Memphis the other way. To Davis, spots up, three ball, right side, good. They've taken the lead. Here comes Harris, quickly the other way. Tyler caught in the air, passes to Jameer Chaplin, now back to the top to Selton Miguel. 2.12 to go, Memphis by a point. Selton looking for a screen from Chiwa. They poke at it, take it away, and there's a foul on Selton Miguel. You just can't keep dribbling the ball against the Memphis defense. You've got to move it. Jameer Chaplin looking to get it in. Still looking, still looking, still looking. Gets it to Tyler Harris. Now back to Chaplin. Two minutes to go in this one. Chaplin and Kendrick Davis picked his pocket from behind, took it away. Davis going back to the basket, layup is good. USF is now just turning the ball over on every possession or missing a layup. That's all that's been happening. Miguel, they look down low. Russell's covered up. Harris with it. Seven seconds to go. He's near midcourt. There's three guys on him. He fires a pass inside. It's taken away by Davis. They've got a three-on-one lookout. Alley-oop, and there's a dunk. 87-81 Memphis. 13-0 run. 93-86. It's a fun one for sure. 
It didn't go our way. The Bulls will see Memphis again on February 8th at the Yingling Center. I already can't wait for that I, one. I was just thinking the same <laughs> thing. Cannot wait for February 8th. That will be one heck of a rematch. All right, Coach, so you turn right around and you played uh, about six days later. You come back home. You get the Temple Owls in what was another close game. Uh, this was, as you like to say, a rock fight, which it typically is when USF plays Temple. Uh, both teams got off to a slow start, but, boy, things picked up as the game went on. Yeah, again, you know, uh, two really good defensive teams that emphasize playing physical and tough, um, but two much improved offensive teams from last year. You know, both us and Temple struggled mightily at times last year to score, but I thought you saw our improvement in terms of moving the ball and sharing the ball on the offensive end, in particular in the second half. I thought we were very good. And just some areas of, of concern in terms of the second half was a couple just defensive breakdowns and, and at some critical times. Again, we, we had some plays at the rim that we need to finish those need to finish those plays. With Damian Dunn and uh, and Battle on the perimeter, they got a formidable duo that you gotta you gotta make sure that you do not lose either one of them at any time. One of the areas that showed in that game that hurt us just fouling too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And instead of just trusting the defense in terms of okay, if I if I if I'm beat off the dribble, just ride the dribbler out. We're going to have help, and we fouled very, very quickly. You know, one of the keys in, in these games is getting the ball into the paint on, on dribble penetration. We got the ball into the paint 28 times in this game. Temple got it in there 23 times. So we actually drove the ball and were more aggressive than Temple was and had greater success of doing it. The problem was we didn't capitalize and finish those plays. In those 28 drives, we only got fouled one time. And so we need to do a better job of getting fouled. And then in their 23 times into the paint, they drew seven fouls. That's a big difference. And that's an area in this league with the, the guard play and the physicality that the guards in this league play with we have to do a better job because we have strong enough guards. Outside of Tyler Harris, all our guards are, are big and strong, so we need to seek contact and finish through contact. And they never left the door open down the stretch. They go 23 of 26 from the free throw line. Final score, Temple wins 68 to 64. Here's the way we call that on a Wednesday night. Pass inside to Russell Chiwa. Here comes a double team. He bounce passes to Geesh. Oh, Brian, he just dunked over the entire city of Philadelphia right there. <laughs> Wow. When Keyshawn Bryant gets a full head of steam and comes in for a dunk like that, you can feel the, the air pressure change in this building. Unbelievable dunk. Elton Miguel drifts to the right side. Now to Sorrell Smith. Thought about going baseline. Comes back to the middle of the floor. Throws up a runner. Good! Boy, he was going hard left and shot it back with his right hand and dropped it in to tie it up at 13. Bulls showing a little bit of life. Some life breathed into the offense by Keyshawn Bryant's high-flying act. Now Sorrell Smith gets one to drop, and we're tied at 13. That's John Cooch. He missed the layup. Contested down low. Corey Walker throws a lead pass to Russell Chiwa. Catch it. He dunks with one hand. And the Bulls are elevating and crushing the rim. 8.36 to go in the first half. Here's Keyshawn Bryant. Lefty passes left to Sorrell Smith. Sorrell into the paint. He's going again. Throws up a runner. Good. 
Boy, it was Bryant and Sorrell Smith that really got hot in Memphis, Joey, and carried them offensively. These guys are doing it again. Here come the Bulls the other way. Ryan Conwell into the paint. Kicks it in the corner. There's Sorrell Smith. Sets his feet. Fires a three. Got it! String music for Sorrell Smith. The shooting guard from St. Pete. He's doing it again tonight. Bulls ahead now. 36-35, their first lead since 1917. Six ties, six lead changes. There's a pass inside that's taken away by the Bulls. Ryan Conwell with a pass ahead to Sorrell Smith. He grabs it down on the baseline. Here comes Russ trailing. It's a two-hand thunder dunk. The secondary break rocks the rim. And that was a great pass by Sorrell Smith. He got caught along the baseline. He saw Chiwa flashing into the lane and delivered the pass. Chiwa with the dunk. The Bulls up 38-35. Seven-nothing run over one minute. Here's Battle. Lost it on the handle going to the hoop. Picked up by Selton Miguel. Here comes USF. Alley-oop time to Keyshawn Bryant. Elevates and destroys the rim. <laughs> I'm telling you, these Keyshawn Bryant dunks are something to behold. The fans are into it. Bulls lead by two. 7.35 to go. We've got a timeout. Temple takes a timeout. And Keyshawn Bryant just went to the top floor right there on the elevator. Out of Harris. He's going to load up a three. Right side. Good! Tyler Harris first triple, and it couldn't come at a better time. Well, that shows you all you need to know about the confidence of Tyler Harris. Not his night, but he did not hesitate to take that three, and it puts the Bulls up. 60 to 58. Off to Selton Miguel. He's going to try and go downhill. Lost it on the way up. Got a block from behind. Got it back again. A couple ball fakes. Got it blocked again. And Temple ends up with it with 16 seconds to go. And they have to foul do the Bulls. I think that I think he was blocked three times, Jim. Yeah. I think there were three block shots, which is I can't remember the last time I saw anything like that before, but Selton Miguel drove inside. And Temple three straight times blocked the shot. All right, coach. So then you finish up the uh, three games and against the Wichita State Shockers on a Sunday. This was just played, uh, another tight game. Uh, this was a game where I thought, talk about getting the ball inside, you were able to get to the basket a lot. Their help side defense would come off, and that allowed Russell Chiwa to get some easy buckets underneath. I thought the way you passed the ball and, and, and spaced yourself on the floor was pretty impressive. Yeah, we, you know, again, it, it, the, the good far outweighs the bad, and now we got to win the game. You know what I mean? Not to sugarcoat it. That's just a fact. But we got the ball into Russell. He's been playing tremendously well for us. You know, I, I know when, when fans watch and our great supporters watch, um, oh, he's so big. How can he, you know, the, any, any, they're like me. Anytime he misses, you're mad. How can he miss? But he's shooting 70% from the field. He's shooting better from the free throw line now. He's getting double figures every game and rebounding. The, the improvements he's made, Jim, is is tremendous. Um, but in this game, um, you know, I thought our, our, our pace was good. Uh, we pushed the ball. We got some good transition plays. I thought our defense in the first half was very, very good. But we, we, we took some shots little out of our offense, which uh, allowed them back into the game. And then Losing Flanagan when we're up seven on two straight possessions were big, was big plays, were big plays. Uh, hit him all week, how streaky he was, but how aggressive he is. Every time he touches it, he tries to score. Um, and I thought Porter played exceptionally well for them, never out of control, uh, kind of kept them within striking distance and so forth. You know, so it was disappointing because I thought we did some things well enough 
again, to, to garner a win in that particular game. But, you know, the one thing that is I always look at is in those three games that we just talked about, we've done a tremendous job on the offensive glass. And that's all about effort and energy and toughness and, and, and all those things. Now we need that to carry over in some of the other key areas. Uh, one of the guys, Sam Hines Jr., had a double-double, first in a USF uniform. Uh, he had 11 points, 10 rebounds. Six of his rebounds were offensive. I, I just love the way he plays, Coach. He sticks his nose in there no matter what, whether it's on the glass or on the ground. Uh, he always plays hard, and his numbers are starting to creep back up to where he was when he was at Denver. Yeah, and you think about it, a completely different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, he's made great, great strides, and and and. You know, one of the things as a coach that's really critical is you got to have some guys that you can depend on night in and night out, you know, because we are dealing with 18 to 22-year-old guys who are just like my two daughters, vastly inconsistent and, and so forth. So just like everybody's kids at that age. So having guys that you can depend on night in and night out, know what you're going to get, know what they're going to do, know what they're not going to do which is sometimes every bit as important. And Sam is becoming one of those guys. And I think that's going to not only help us this year, but obviously in the future as well, because he's only going to get better. If you look at where he was at this point last year compared to where he is now, not only is his performance and production much better, but his dependability is much better as well. So he gets his first double-double. Russell Chiwa gets his second consecutive double-double, but Wichita State ends up holding off the Bulls 70-66 to on Sunday afternoon. Doc Mordar in the game for USF, the true freshman from the South Sudan. Here's a steal. Keyshawn Bryant, look out below. Windmill! Oh, my! Who needs fossil fuels? The windmill's in the building. Well, wow. Keyshawn Bryant with a chance have an opening and be creative. That's what he relishes, and you could just see the smile on his face as he went up and windmilled it. In the corner, Bryant, he'll load up a three. Good! Gets a block at one end, gets a three at the other. 90 seconds to go before the break, 32-28 Bulls. Chiwa at the high post, they get it to him, and he lowers his shoulder, goes right through Proto, and a layup is good. It's that easy. If they're going to extend their zone that far out, Joey, there's a lot of room at the 15-foot mark. I think Brian Gregory's trying to get his players to recognize that, and I think they just did. Here's an outlet pass that's taken away by Selton Miguel like a free safety. He read that one the whole way. Selton into the paint, leaves it inside to Russell. Chiwa layup good. Attacking the basket, he pulled the big man over and got an easy layup for his center. Well, Russell Chiwa continues to thrive. Out to Selton Miguel. He puts it on the floor. He's going to go to the basket, stops on a dime, reverses field, jump hook, good. Selt Miguel gets his first made field goal. It's 40-28. to 28. Yep, Bulls' largest lead, timeout, Wichita State. Wow, this team has come out of the locker room looking entirely different than they entered the game. Here's Selt Miguel pushing in transition. Fires inside, Hines is open. Couple ball fakes, gets loose and lays it in. Boy, he was extremely patient down there and it paid off. The Bulls have come out of the locker room making their first three and they lead by 14. Bulls have outscored the Shockers 8-0 here in the second half. Either way you cut it, it's a tenuous lead. It was 14, now seven. Still a world of time remaining. Yeah. The Bulls have got to play well down the stretch to win this game. Tyler Harris drifting to his left, coming back to his right off the screen from Chiwa. Leaves it for Sam Hines. 
Far corner goes to Sorrell Smith. Shot clock at 12. Sorrell, hesitation, gets to the baseline. Now down to Russ. He's got a man behind him, doesn't see him. Lowers his shoulder, steps through, left-handed layup. Good! Russell Chiwa used the full arsenal of moves. He now has 18. Cross-court pass to Flanagan. Relocates, fires on the move. Three-pointer is good for Flanagan. He's made three of those today, and now the lead is down to four. That's as close as it has been since the first half. Flanagan slowly into the front court. Tyler Harris guards him. Off to Rojas. One dribble, now to Porter Jr. Again, he's been pretty quiet. Poto down on the block. Back to Porter Jr. Left side pass, Flanagan. Relocates, fires a three. Good. There's that crazy bad-looking shot again, yep. but very effective, and the Shockers suddenly have cut it to two. On the logo, fires a long three off the rim, and a rebound by Wichita State. Boy, just like every other game this season, this thing's coming down to the wire. Craig Porter Jr. dribbles right side. Bounce pass down low to Poto. Double team comes back to Porter Jr. Floater's good. We're all tied at 61. 2.52 to go. Hines over to Harris. He's going to elevate from 13 feet off the rim. Tipped and controlled by Wichita State. Boy, he got a good look, and Tyler couldn't finish it. Six for 18 from the floor. Bounce pass to Rojas. Loose layup. Good, and a foul on Sam Hines Jr. in a potential three-point play. And a rebound by Keyshawn Bryant. Didn't go down. And the rebound ends up in the hands of the Bulls as the clock expires. 70 to 66. USF squanders another late lead and falls to 0-3 in the American. This is really puzzling, partner, that they have struggled to close out these games. Well, all with leads. Some might argue not puzzling at this point because they continue to do it. Jim Lighthall and the head coach as the Bulls get ready to take on the Houston Cougars. We talked about this at the very top of the show. Coach, they are number one in the country. They're unbeaten in the American. They're the preseason favorite in the American. They're, well, they got the coach of the year. They got the preseason player of the year. They've got everything else. Um, so how are you going to beat them? Got to do three things. Number one, you got to take care of the basketball. And you got to be strong with the ball. And if you're on your third dribble or fourth dribble, you better get rid of it because you're taking too many dribbles. Okay. You got to spread the court on them and, and you got to just keep hitting the next open man and you got to make some shots. So taking care of the ball and being effective on offense. The second thing is you got to do a great job of, of guarding the, the, the dribble. You know, uh, they're a streaky shooting team. You look at the percentages, their leading scorers are uh, both in the low 30s, high 20s from the three. Uh, as good of a player as Sasser is, he's 40% from the field and 32 from the three. Um, but they're so streaky and they get the ball in the paint off the bounce and off ball screen. So five guys keeping everybody in front of him. And then the third thing is you got to rebound because they're just, they're, they're the best in the country at offensive rebounding and they get 45% of their missed shots, which is an absurd number. You know what I mean? Which allows them to take difficult shots and shoot a low percentage. You know what I mean? My job is to rebound the ball. So those are the three things you have to do. You have to be disciplined. You got to be focused. You got to be tough. If you aren't those th those three, if that isn't the foundation, you have you have no chance against them. And um, you know, I it, it's a it's a great test because um, you know after the three difficult difficult losses. Uh, Sometimes having to respond to an even more challenging situation 
can spark a fire. So we got to make sure that we're ready to go. If we're going to do everything in this game, it's going to be aggressive. We're going to trap the post. We're going to um, attack them in our ball screen coverage. We're not going to shy away from trying to play fast and pushing the ball. I want our guys to know that we're playing South Florida basketball, the pace, the toughness, the physicality, and let's go toe-to-toe and see where we're at. Uh, you out-rebounded them in the game last year. Uh, Cincinnati out-rebounded them the other day. The problem was both those teams lost the game. So just because you out-rebound them doesn't guarantee you beat them because they can beat you in other ways like you were talking about. Yeah, and, and that's where those, those, those first two areas come and become so critical because if, if they get 45 points a game off offensive rebounds and forced turnovers, 45 points a game. You, you, you don't even have to make a shot, and you already have 45. You know what I mean? Because it's all layups. So you, you, you just have to do a, you have to do a great job uh, in, those, in those areas. And, and the other thing is, I'm just happy they're leaving the league. They're, they're that good. It'll be the sixth meeting all time between USF and a number one team. The Bulls are still looking for their first win. Hopefully they can get it in Houston against the Cougars. Uh, then Sunday, on the road against East Carolina, which is never a fun place to go to. It's hard to get to. Uh, their crowd can get into it at times. Uh, they've got a new first-year head coach there. Yeah, they're doing a good job. You know, uh, got about three or four players from last year's team. You know, and I thought Joe did a great job there. I thought, you know, when you look at – the players that are there and, and what they're doing at some of these other places, if they were able to collect and, and keep them con- uh, all together, they would have had a, you know, a, a great year this year. Um, they're physical. Uh, they're going to give you a, a three-quarter court press to try to slow you down. They're trying to keep the possessions lower in the game. They have a lot of like-sized guys, so they'll switch a lot of screens. So it's a, something you don't see all the time. Uh, and they've created just enough offense I think they struggled they had some games early that they played well and then didn't play as well but they're back on track they're going to win games and and they already have in our league I think they're going to they're they're going to be a surprise and and like you said it's a difficult place to play and so you got to be dialed in uh for those 40 minutes for sure People look at their 15 and 15 record last season and preseason they're picked to finish last in the league but Javon Small averaged one point a game last year, Coach. He's averaging 12 now. Brandon Johnson did not have a double-double last year in a game. He has seven already this year. And then R.J. Felton was averaging five points a game, and he's up to 12. They've gotten better off that 15-15 record. Yeah, and, and, and the one thing that, that those three guys in particular, they were playing behind Tristan Newton, an all-league player. They were, you know, uh, they had the the, the – transferred out had a great year for him I mean Suggs who's now at Central Florida they were playing behind really good players and they grew and grew and grew and and now they're getting an an opportunity and they're making the most of it but yeah they they are right now because their style it's more difficult to play against them and I give 
coach credit, they've done a really good job. Michael Schwartz is the new head coach there. He's a Tennessee assistant. Uh, this series has been split right down the middle pretty much all through the years. Uh, the Bulls lead the series 12-11. to 11. East Carolina's won two straight, but the Bulls won the two before that. So we'll see what happens on Sunday afternoon. That's a 1 o'clock start from Greenville, North Carolina. And then the game we talked about just a little bit ago, Wednesday, January 18th at home against Cincinnati, a team that went 18-15 and 15 last year. They're always picked at or near the top of the conference. This is a physical bunch. They've got a big body down there. Uh, they've got guards that can shoot, and they play hard. Yeah, they do, and they they, they re really rebounded well the last week or so. Beat a similar game plan that we had when we played them pretty tough at our place and then when we beat them at their place. Um, they are the ultimate streak shooting team with Davenport and Adams and DeJulius. Man, they're, they're streaky. And now you add Landers Nolly to the mix, who's a very, very unique player. You know, so you, 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 you're playing at Cincinnati. So it's going to be a street fight, and you got to do a great job of taking care of the basketball. Uh, you got to do a great job on the glass. And then offensively, you got to keep them on the move. It'll be interesting to see because Russell did some good things against them last year. It'll be interesting to see if there's any game planning to try to stop him inside because they have some bodies, but they, they, they're not playing as many guys as they did last year. Fun time of year as we wrap up this show today. Uh, when you get into the heart of conference play and you got nail biters, it seems like every time out, this is a fun time of year. Yeah, it is, and, and uh, it'd be a lot funner if we could finish those games, Jim. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, but overall, we're, better, we're, we're playing better and we're a better team than we were a month ago. We are, you know, there's, there's no question or debate about that. And now we need to take another step. This is going to be the challenge over these next two to three weeks is are we continuing taking steps? And, and, and as I told the guys, and you and I talked about it, in this league it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And you better take it one game at a time. you got to put the last game back in the rearview mirror and look forward and be ready and prepared. Because there's no games that, okay, this is the bounce-back game. We're, we're good this game. There, there are none on the, on the schedule. As I said, outside of Houston, I think you got a bunch of teams that the, the teams that figure it out are either going to have better years than expected or be playing really well at the end of the season heading into Dallas for the tournament. Well, it'll be fun when the Bulls take on the number one team in the country, the Houston, Houston Cougars. They are up next. Coach, I always appreciate the time, and we'll do this again in a week or so, and we'll recap all these games. I appreciate it. You got it, and I know the, the fans and supporters are anxiously waiting the next show. 